Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to The Closet Medium. Hi everyone, and I have a very special guest with me today. Well, not with me in my closet, but with us on the air. I've known her forever since I've moved here to Australia. She's one of my very first friends that I've met when I moved to Sydney. And I'd like to welcome B-Star, otherwise known as Bunny Star, to the podcast today. Hi, Joy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming along. I'm just going to introduce you to everyone that's listening. So I've asked Bunny here today to talk a little bit about astrology because she's been practicing astrology for 25 years and has written for numerous publications for astrology columns and horoscopes. And she's now doing personal astrology. And I thought it was a fitting topic because we have the full moon coming up. And I believe in energies of the planets and the stars and alignment always affecting things. So whether it's Mercury retrograde or something conjuncting Saturn or the full moon, I thought this was a fitting topic and Bunny could introduce us to it. So welcome, Bunny. One of my first questions for you is what started your interest in astrology? Well, Joy, I've always had an interest in the mystical realms for as long as I can remember. I feel like it's a combination of having grown up as a Catholic and having a highly active imagination, along with that inbuilt human desire for meaning that led me to astrology. Um, And to be honest, I remember being quite bored by Catholicism at a very young age, uh, tried to get into it, but it was such a downer. All that sinning and repenting and girl, it's just not my vibe. So ultimately, astrology gave me the best or most intriguing and uplifting answers to the mysteries of life. I was also really drawn to the schematic of astrology. The charts literally drew me in. So... Yeah, astrology has been both personal and professional practice for me now for 25 years. It's overwhelming for me. I mean, I only know the basics of, okay, I'm a Gemini, and this is what it kind of means. I get bored easily. I need a lot of stimulus. I'm an air sign. And then someone shows me my birth chart, and it is absolutely unique. 
blueprint of someone's personality and life path. And I know you can do so much with it. You can look at your past, you can look at your future, you can look at what's going on in the present. People, for me, talk astrology. It's almost like another language. So what do you think is the best use of astrology? Totally. I see astrology as a language and a narrative. I also see it as a map to navigate with. I love the art of combining those elements together. It's like a secret treasure map just waiting to be decoded or an artwork that has very specific meaning in it embedded by the artist. Astrology speaks a lot to identity, the who am I and what am I questions. As a map, it also answers where am I in terms of time and space. So I guess astrology has the ability to locate you in an often nebulous sense of self and well-being. Having said that, as someone who has often grappled with notions of identity for most of my adult life, I hold those narratives quite lightly. Unlike a religious belief, while I find the narratives of astrology fascinating and often very relatable and useful in practical ways, they're not fixed beliefs and I don't take them as gospel. I like to play with the ideas and concepts that arise in astrology as possibilities to discuss and tease out. So in essence, I use astrology as a conversation starter and as a way to explore potentiality. So... How often would you refer to this map? I mean, do you do it daily? I know uh, some of my Indian friends use Vedic astrology and when they meet anyone, their parents are off to the temple or somewhere and comparing astrology charts. I know some people, you know, look at astrology to make business decisions. Is it the right time to whatever, sign a contract, start a new job? I I often see astrology in hindsight. It's usually after I feel like something crazy is happening in the world or I feel like I'm paddling upstream and then one of my astrology friends will be like, oh, well, that's because, you know, this is happening and it's conjunct with this and that's why your life is feeling like crap. And I'm like, right, okay. So how often do you consult it? Every day. Oh, wow. Every, every, every moment there's like a question that seems unanswerable. It's like a weather map. I see it as a cosmic weather map a forecaster yeah it's something to reflect on i use it a lot when i'm looking at interpersonal relationships or considering events that are happening in the world or in my life so there's so many different types of astrology i i've mentioned vedic you do some other ones i actually came and think of their names (laughs) but how many different types of astrology are there what are you what draws you to the one you follow most, I guess. I don't follow one particular system exclusively. Um, there are so many different types of astrology. It depends on what culture you're in. Um, and within those cultures, there's lots of different counts or ways to look at astrology. I use mostly uh, about four different systems interchangeably in a kind of holographic system so I let them interact with each other my entry point to astrology 25 years ago was western sun sign astrology which is the most commonly known and used astrology in the west uh, this system of astrology 
goes back to Babylon 4,000 years ago in the second millennium BC. Um, and it was used widely and developed in both ancient Egypt and Greece. So it's also known as tropical astrology, which refers to its use of the seasonal equinoxes as its marking points to define the zodiac. Um, and not too long after studying Western astrology studies, I tuned into Chinese astrology. As an animal lover, Chinese astrology was an instant draw card for me. I love how each of the 12 animals in Chinese astrology can be and have been correlated with each of the 12 Western sun signs. As a collaborative system, they work really well together. Uh, and Chinese astrology was my first experience of astrology expanding into astrologies so it was yet another moment of leaving the church it introduced the polyvocality of what i was coming to understand or the many different voices and perspectives within astrology and then maybe a decade later i tuned into vedic or joytish uh, astrology which is indian and it uses a sidereal system Sidereal astrology uses the fixed stars as marking points for the zodiac rather than seasonal equinoxes. Because Vedic astrology is star-based and follows the precession of the equinoxes, which is the wobble and t which is related to the wobble and tilt of Earth, it seems to me to be the most accurate system if we want to measure astrology by astronomical movements. It's a massive system that incorporate, incorporates Hindu philosophy. So it's usually too big a topic for most Western astrologers to invest in, including myself. But I am still very much open to considering the way in which Vedic astrology can and does interact with all of the other astrologies. And it's a really beautiful language and narrative in and of itself. There's one more system that I'm quite partial to, and that's Mayan cosmology, specifically the 13 moon galactic Maya. It's also known as the Mayan dream spell, which I've been studying for the past eight years. And for me, this system really pulls everything together in what feels like a more lateral way than many of the star or planetary based astrology systems. Uh, the Galactic Maya, as the name suggests, is super cosmic and works with the 13-moon calendar. All of the systems that I've mentioned are mathematically based, not least the Mayan system. I think what I like about the Galactic Maya most is how it's a total departure from deities and it really anchors into the Earth realm while being fully connected to the galaxy at large. So I use all of these systems, as I said, interchangeably. And I think as an overlay, they work really well together and they're um, very compatible with each other. That's amazing. And I know I've experienced some astrology readings with you and you're absolutely amazing. And I do find them quite spot on. I just find it interesting that you, for me, are a composer creating your own symphony of like understanding. It, it feels like that to me, at least. And it's, it's really remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. So for anyone just, you know, starting out, as you mentioned, a bunch of different systems, it's its own language, its own map, it can be overwhelming. What would you suggest they focus on? Focus on what you're drawn to and keep it simple. 
also feel free to ask lots of questions of the astrologer who's interpreting your chart. If you're looking at an astrology chart, look to where all of the planets are placed and what shapes or dynamics the lines within the chart create. So if we're talking Western tropical sun sign astrology, you might want to start by considering what the planets, signs and houses each represent. Then you can start to combine those symbols as a language to draw out the narrative or meaning. Personally, I like to focus on the aspects which represent the energy grid or dynamics between the symbols. These aspects are consistent between both tropical and sidereal astrologies. So Western sun sign and Vedic astrology meet when we look at these aspects in overlay. The signs may change, which I find problematic, but also interesting. To me, this indicates the need to be flexible and fluid in all areas of life, including and especially how you see yourself and others, as well as life itself. I also keep a close eye on transits. As I mentioned, it's a daily cosmic weather check so this refers to how the current celestial movements aspect a personal chart and I pretty much can't live without this on a daily basis not only do I find it entertaining and intriguing but it just kind of it locates me and it gives me a direction to move in that feels like I'm informed very cool. Very cool. That's good recommendations. And, and I hope people take you up on that. And look, like we mentioned, it's the perfect timing for this podcast because it's full moon. And you are one of the most creative people I know. I actually know Bunny from hula hooping. Um, that's how our friendship began. It's evolved on so many layers and into astrology and into a lifelong friendship that I value so much. But part of your latest creative project is something called the Moonbow. If you could share a little bit about that, that would be great. Okay, well, yeah, as you said, it's all circles and cycles for me, Joy. For us all, I'm pretty sure. Moonbow is a project I'm working on that focuses on new moon creative practices as grounding techniques. It's a little under wraps at the moment, but you can follow the development through my Instagram profile at bstar108, which is where all of my creative projects flow through. I'm really excited for it. Um, it's really helped me on a personal level, and I'm hoping to bring it to the surface, to the 3D world in 2022. Oh, that will be exciting because I love the softness of that moon energy. Whenever it's a full moon, um, and I do meditations around full moon energies, it's that exactly what you're saying, that moonbow, that moonlight that comes and shines in the darkness. And I find it quite powerful. So I'm very excited for your project. And I encourage everyone who's listening to go follow you and check out your Instagram po- profile at bstar108. So um, that's all we really have time for today. And I just want to thank you so much for your time and your knowledge and beautiful projects that you're creating to beautify the world. 
thank you, Joe. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast today with Bunny. And on a note with the planets and astrology, and since the full moon is nearby, we're going to do a meditation today to harness the moon energy. Whether it's a full moon when you listen to this or not, the moon energy is always with us. So go ahead and get a candle and get yourself in a relaxed position. Taking a deep breath in. Just exhaling everything we've just talked about, everything from your day, relaxing into your space, into your body, and focusing on your breath. Breathing in and out. We're going to ask that candlelight now to grow bigger and form a protective bubble of light around you as you bring in your guides, your teachers, your healers, in your space and welcome to join with us in connection but tonight we're going to connect to the energy of the moon the beautiful energy of light that shines in the darkness connecting to that vibration in the pale moonlight feel that moonlight drawing through your windows coming into your room blending with the candle and feeling the glow of the moonlight growing stronger. Have that light now breathing in your body and every cell and every muscle. Starting with the top of your head, bringing the moonlight in, clearing any thoughts, clearing your mind, feeling the moonlight go down through your face, lighting up your face, Feeling the light now go down through your throat, clearing your throat. Feeling the moonlight expand across your chest, opening your chest, opening the energy of your heart, letting the moonlight guide gently down your shoulders, down your arms, through your fingertips, creating a beautiful space around you. Allowing that light now to go throughout the rest of your body, through your stomach, down through your legs, all the way down through your knees. Aligning with the moon vibration, beautiful, bright, pale, warm and soothing in the night. Feeling yourself connect with the moon and whatever message she wants to give you. Mother Moon shines light in the darkness. A quiet, pale light to help you see your way. Using this vibration, if there's anything that you need to shed light on in your life to get some guidance, some answers, I want you to now follow this moonlight in your heart to find the way, to find the guidance that you're needing right now. See the light shine a path before you, and with every step you take, see yourself rising above the earth, following the moonbeam. As you walk in the stars, 
in the middle of the night. You feel yourself getting lighter and lighter as you get closer to the moon. And as you reach the moon, feel yourself gently stepping on its surface, having Mother Moon welcome you in her pale moonlight. There, she provides comfort and nurturing and love. As you sit with her, you look at the earth below you. It seems so far away. Your problems or concerns, the things you need to do, also seem far away. From this perspective, you might be able to see some clarity in the answers that you seek. Sit quietly and listen as Mother Moon guides you to the answers. Follow her light. Let it shine on where you need to be, where you're supposed to be, where you need to focus, where you need to put your energies, and where you need to let go and trust. Breathing in and out, Feel the moon's energy now wrap around you. As you combine energies, you feel yourself getting brighter and brighter. Soothing, pale moonlight now guides you back home. Feel yourself descend from the stars, following that moonlight back into your room, back to where you started. Feel that loving moon energy now in your heart. Releasing that energy back to Mother Moon, you thank her. You thank her for her time and her love and the guidance you've received tonight. Knowing that whenever there is darkness, you are never alone. Look up and you'll see the moon guiding your way. Thanking Spirit, thanking Mother Moon, coming back into your body, back into you. Feeling your body mentally, spiritually, and emotionally connect into one as you release that energy, coming back to where you are, grounding yourself, and connecting back to Earth. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. And for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.